This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Rubin. Hey, Suzanne. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I have an agenda today. You do? Uh, Isn't it best if we don't have an agenda? Maybe, but I have an agenda. Okay. Have you been drinking? (laughs) No, I have not. Coffee, straight. (laughs) All right. Okay. Ice latte. Ice latte. All no, right, so you're... last week we talked about it. We started to touch on it, and um, I'm not actually sure if it made it in the show or not because we were kind of talking yeah. um, in an, before and after the recording. But it was about this idea of the zero prep photo shoot, mm. and you mentioned it, and I really glommed onto it, and yeah, I wanted to talk more about it because I think, mm. a, I think it's really an interesting setup with kind of no prep, but just the idea that we're going to do this. We're going to do a project together. And it kind of takes the edge off of, especially for people just starting off or maybe doing a model shoot for the first time. Um, well, not for the first time, but I mean, just getting comfortable with doing them. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's just try this with a trusted individual friend or friend of a friend or someone that the there's really no pressure. It's just an experiment. Well, it's so hard. I, I... I don't know that I would say there's no pressure. I mean, I think okay. when you when you're a director, right. when we describe that a little bit, yeah. that alleviates some stress because mm-hmm. you've got your ducks in a row. You right. know what you're going to do. You have your list of shots, whatever. And I think even when you teach people studio photography, it's about getting them comfortable that they're prepared, right? That they know how to mm-hmm. light it and all this stuff. So to go in uh, to a studio session in the way that a photographer might do street photography, which is you're just walking down the street and see what you see right. and you know, practicing composing on the fly and practicing not being in charge of the lighting and just seeing the lighting. All that kind of street photography is not usually brought to a session, a studio, right? Because the studio, as we talked in the last episode, the, the nature of the studio photographer is often one about control. But so, with studio too, it's also static. Like nothing changes unless you're changing it. Whereas correct. I think in this environment it's like there are things that are changing the lighting is going to change it's going to i see it more like being a jazz musician where it's like you've done your practice you've done your you know your notes you know your scales you know your majors and minors and so you are given this sort of creative framework that depending on what key you're in for these next four measures Mm -hmm. everyone involved and in this case you and the model everyone sort of has an understanding of what that framework is so you can hit the right notes you can hit the right moods and it's going to sound it's going to sound probably okay yeah Yeah. i mean because but also because you have the experience i think your your allusion the other day or the your metaphor allusion uh, your reference to it being like improvisational comedy like Mm -hmm. stand up yeah that feels like i don't i'm not a jazz performer but i understand improvisational comedy i mean i i can't do it but i get it yeah Uh, and it does feel a little bit more like that there's parts of it that are there's some rules, 
Exactly. And then it's mostly not rules. Right. It's just how you respond to the unknowingness. The yes and, and yes keep and. going. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I think that it's it is a little bit like that. So can I? I just want to I want to like go deep on this and just ask you really specific questions. On okay. Okay. What was it like? So so we're talking about a shoot I did a couple weeks ago on a exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah yeah and so but it was this idea of it just went incredibly well and this is where this metaphor of like yes and and sort of the improv really we started talking about it mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm friend of a friend or yeah. friend that you know and I'd not met her but I we had a mutual friend I knew and okay so, and so she came over to your apartment in the late afternoon yeah yeah and and I was uncomfortable with late afternoon it's not good lighting oh okay you know it's just harsh lighting in my apartment as you, it, it, you get golden hour for about 30 minutes if it's cloudy you can get a little bit longer mm-hmm. because and it's diffusing the sun but otherwise it's beaming hot into the apartment and and I'm not baffling it really. I'm not right. using anything. So uh, I prefer mornings. It's just more flattering light. And Is so it's also less stressful because the end of the day you're like, that's it. Like light's done. Right. And when the light runs out, whereas it, a morning shoot, it's, it can go into the day. You can just keep going. Right. 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 But you really are ending. Like the sun is going down right. and you need to be done when it hits the horizon. You exactly. Know? And so, so today on that day, it was cloudy. It was bright sun. It was un, It was absolutely clear sky. I think we probably started around 3.30 or something like that. Started shooting around Starting shooting around 3.30. So when did, when did they come over? Um, they came over... At like three, and it just be introduced, and um, and they were my friend they came took over off. Okay, they came okay. over together just to like make introductions and stuff like that, and nice. and uh, and then do you offer them tea or coffee? You know, or water or wine. Normally, I would. Yeah, but I could watch. The, I could see the sun setting out the window, and I, <laughs> all I like, could think. You know, and I kept thinking, you know, guys, I don't know how this is going to go, but we, you know, we can't just sit and chat. Yeah. Like, let's just try this. Did you say that? You're like, we just I think I did. I think, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Start. I sent everybody away. I was like, I was like uh, let's tr- see what happens. Okay. And, and I, it's really important to me that I lower expectations. I can't work with high expectations. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, and I was, as the afternoon was progressing, I was getting increasingly stressed that I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Like I was looking at the light and I was thinking, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. And I've shot here so often at this time of day, I'm not confident that it's going to be nice. It's When the sun is that bright, you have like hard shadows and the exposure between the bright areas and the dark areas is huge yeah. and it's like unpleasant. It's super contrasty. And when she arrived, like you asked, what were you sort of small talking about? Was it about just like her background in movement or because I've seen yeah I'd asked her if she had danced or anything like that she Mm -hmm. hadn't I asked her if she did yoga she did like a lot of people do but I didn't consider herself a yoga person Mm -hmm. Um, we talked about art and we talked about um, I mean we're just making chit chat probably but mostly I was looking at the light on her Mm -hmm. and trying to decide what I was going to do and I didn't know what I was going to do do you walk around when you're having the conversations or do you I am usually I'll um even if, if they're going to be nude, I would start with them just sort of sitting in the area where I'm shooting them just so I can look at the light on them mm-hmm. until I get a clue. Yeah. Like, okay, I think this is where we're going to start, and I think I can work with that light like that. So why don't you uh, get more undressed, mm-hmm. you know, to whatever level works for you. And what did they show up wearing? And Because I know that on previous shows we've talked about no elastics. No elastics is mm-hmm. critical. Yeah. Um, she, I'd given them heads up beforehand. So she was in like a 
a sundress without anything underneath. So yeah. she was able to kind of like drop it or put it back on really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So, uh, and she was super comfortable just sort of, you know, taking off her clothes and, and hanging out there. And like immediately I thought I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, I don't, uh, I, I'm it, not embarrassed. I'm just, I feel like this was over promised. Yeah. Like I'm going to be good and this right. is going to be a, a good shoot. And like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Kind of. And I thought, and she was so trusting, Yeah. but she was so trusting and really, uh, that is the key. Like the only thing I ask of someone who's a subject of, of the pictures is that they are unselfconscious. Yeah. You know, don't be concerned about it. Like just let, and so much of our life is, you know, certainly when you're talking to, uh, as a guy, as a cis, you know, hetero guy, yeah. you're talking to a woman, uh, there's a lot of sort of, hey, my eyes are up here. Right. You know? But if you're a photographer, you've got to not have your eyes up there. You've got to be looking everywhere. And uh, a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Like being looked at like that. It's a new experience. Um, so anyway, I just, you know. The, so you had her start. Um, where did just, you have her start? She was sitting by the door, by the like by the window. I just told her to sit on the sofa mm-hmm. and, and relax. Like, did you do anything different to your apartment? Like clear to space or nothing? Nothing. I have a, a, a single black backdrop, which I got a few years into the process, which I just, it just helps not worrying about all the depth of field issues with right. this stuff in the room. I don't, I'm not super concerned. It's still, we're in a room. I'm not yeah. trying to make it neutral. Right. But at the same time, I want to minimize some of the, the visual distractions. Um, and so, I, and because of where the sun is, I move it to a different part of the room. Like in the mornings, I would have it in one direction and in the afternoons, I would put it somewhere else. So I moved that before she got there. That's the extent of my preparation. So you had her sit on the couch or ask her I had her sit questions. on the couch. I said, just close your eyes and lie down mm-hmm. and let me, without you feeling like me, I'm staring at you, mm-hmm. let me just sort of look the situation over. Yeah. And I will also say that all... And you say that verbatim. I say that verbatim. Yeah. I'm like, just close your eyes and lie down. Let me yeah. just see what I'm doing here. And the sofa, all my sofas in my living room are on pads. Yeah. So I can shove them really easily around. So even when someone is lying on a sofa or sitting on a chair or something, I will move them without them getting up. Right. I'm like, oh, you're in the right position. Let me just shift you, which is a version of moving your lights around. Yeah, yeah. I'm just moving the person around. Right. Um, but I don't control the light, and I do control the person. So right. I um, kind of shove it a little bit around here and there, and I'm looking at where shadows are falling. And I'm, are you talking at this time? Are you? Yeah, I think I'm probably talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard. I, I can't really multitask. My daughter has pointed this out that I'm not. I'm like grownups can't truly multitask, and I'm, you know, so I'm chatting, and sometimes I'm talking over the camera, like right. I'm holding it in front of my face, and I'm saying, you know, so where are you from, kind of thing. Yeah. But very quickly, it's like I don't want to have small talk exactly. I just want to be like, oh, that's cool. I'll right. say that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, so are you giving her body directions? Like, can you arch a little bit more? Like, move your shoulder? Not or? really. Not okay. really. I mean, I, I suppose a little bit. Or like emotional directions? Like... Uh, uh, often I'm just saying relax. Okay. Like, and I, I think the most important thing is that the, the models feel like they're not... Uh, I tell people, your face isn't in the picture. Yeah. And I think the minute your face is in, it's like wearing a mask. Yeah. You are a lot more comfortable. And I found that across the board. Right. When photographers include the faces of the subjects, it's just a, 
a fully on different process. Totally. To make sure their face, because making sure someone's face looks good is harder than making a body look good, yeah. I think. Have um, you ever had anyone wear a mask, just out of curiosity? My very first shoot, I had them. I have a, a, an old African mask. I don't even know why I have it. Yeah. I've never been to Africa. But someone gave it to me or bought it at a flea market. I, it's like in the on my wall. Right. It's I, ridiculous that I have it. It's not right. memorable. I don't even understand it. I can throw it out. It has no deep meaning other than I thought it was cool, hand-carved mask. Right. And so my very first shoot there... Before I really decided I didn't want any props, the model held it up over her face, and and I did some shooting like that. And I think that was that was the experience I had, which told me, "No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't Mm -hmm. care to have someone in a mask. It's more fun for me to try to create both the anonymity and the modesty of the pictures Mm -hmm. through the composition and the lighting. Right. Um, So even when I post on Instagram, I never use the sensor. I never censor out, you know, you can't show nipples. You yeah. can't show lots of stuff in on face in on Instagram, which is a whole other conversation of hypocrisy. Right. It is There's the most porny, crappy shit on Instagram you've ever seen in your life. But you have one artist where there's, like, from a thousand feet, there's a nipple, and that's what person right. is banned. Right, right. Ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, but hypocrisy aside, I don't want to be having pictures that I have, like, little edits all over so that mm-hmm. it can be shown. I just don't wouldn't show those on Instagram. You'd show a different shot. Yeah, but I am trying to take a picture that I can show that isn't doesn't feel obscene that the viewer isn't going to be embarrassed looking at in some way. Right. And I don't always know what that is, but that is in my mind. But again, I'm asking the model not to be self conscious, so it's up to me to figure out how to make that palatable i guess would be the word so you're shooting her on the couch you've kind of moved it around in the light how does this does this photo shoot feel different than others already or is it still are you still kind of in your head worrying about this imposter syndrome like this isn't going to work this isn't going to work are you just are you letting that go and you're moving toward okay, well, I'm, I'm, just pushing, I'm pushing through like writer's block i'm pushing yeah. through pictures that are like that's not very good mm-hmm. that's boring i've seen that a hundred times yeah. and then something like Do you have that in your head while yeah. you're shooting yeah yeah i'm like Ugh, yeah, i suck get this the sucks. cliche out of the way ruben it's, <laughs> it's true like take the obvious picture right. okay it's sunset right i'll take that picture so then after she's on the, you have her on the couch and then you do have her move positions. Yeah. I would say like lying your back mm-hmm. or like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, look how the, I'll, I'll notice something like, oh, look how the light is falling across your leg right there. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll take a picture and I'll show her. Yeah. And um, usually a couple times of doing that and she's starting to like, oh, that's cool. Right. Like, oh, I see what you're doing. And so she's part of so it. So she's, she's starting to... It, it's completely a dynamic. It's, it's completely not just me. Yeah. Um, I mean, light is variable. She is variable. And our dynamic is, of course, variable. And I guess I started seeing a couple things that struck me as interesting. And I remember having the feeling like, I've shot hundreds of times in this apartment at this time of day. Why does that look different to me? Like, why have I not seen that? And the why? way. So uh, I had her get on the floor, mm-hmm. and I pushed all the sofas out of the way. She's just on the hardwood floor, and I'm sort of looking at her, and I'm looking at the sun, and it's coming in in an interesting way, and it's casting these really long shadows. Mm-hmm. And I, 
had I never seen that before? I told you I took pictures of my kids on the roof one day. Right. And I thought, how have I never been up here and noticed this? I've been here for a decade. And it was that same kind of feeling. She's on the floor. She's arched her back, which I generally don't tell people to arch their backs or mm-hmm. do anything too weird. But she's just moving naturally and rolling around. And every now and then I'll, I'll be like, that, stop, that. Okay, don't move. Right. Now, usually once you say that, they freeze up. They can maybe, you got a second or two. You're not really getting them to stay like that. But yeah. you can slow down time enough that I, I'm manually focusing. I'm not shooting a ton of pictures. Yeah. And so I have to like focus. And, you know, and I'm making decisions like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I want this to be very dark and I want the highlights to look normal. Right. So I'm changing and, and I don't want to see the city out the window. So I'm going to stop it down right. to f Two, like I'm, I'm in manual, yeah. and which means I think I got to change the ISO to do. Like I'll have a bunch of quick decisions. Time. Yeah, yeah, I am making real creative, you know, real mm-hmm. photographic decisions on f-stop shutter speed and ISO to get it the way I want it. Or, and then she stands up, and like we shoot that for a little bit, and it's very golden. The sun is coming in. And so I open the curtains more so there's more of that light coming in. And then when she stands up, I notice she's being backlit. And I think, oh, stay there. Yeah. That's cool. Suddenly it was like on the floor with these long shadows and a full body shot. And suddenly she's standing and backlit. And so the, the it's like she's on a white background. Oh, wow. And the lights are very... And so, like that happened, and so it just keeps moving from thing to thing, like a is conversation. She, is she saying anything? I mean, yeah, we're talking. Like a, okay, She's is talk- she asking questions, or is it just kind of? She'll say, "Do you want me to do that again?" Do you okay. like, like I'll say, "Are you comfortable? Mm-hmm. Are you warm?" I like, and I'm sweating profusely. It's like it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'm like, after a few, after <laughs> ten minutes, it's like I need a break. Right. I'll, you know. You can get back on the sofa. You can put on on your robe. And what do you do during the break? I drink some water. I'm just uh, trying, you know. Paper towel yourself off. Yeah, put the hose <laughs> off, you know. It's, it's you know, it is work. It doesn't feel, it's not hard work, but right. it's, you know, uh, you know, you're holding positions and I'm f- concentrating a lot and... Um, and at this point, does it feel, does, does the photo shoot feel different? Do you know that you're getting kind of these... Do you know the yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting to look. I look at a couple pictures as I go, and I think that was that was different. Good. That yeah. was pretty good. I'm feeling like this is like if that was the only picture we got today. You're already happy. Yeah. Okay. That's my Dainu. You... You've heard my Dainu, right? No. Dainu is an, it's a Hebrew term. It's like it would have been enough. Oh. Okay. Like if that was all that happened, that would be enough. Oh. And God, yet one that. more great thing happened, and it's right. like that would be enough. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be. And so. Dainu, it's a, you know, during Passover, you sing the song. It's all the things that, you know, that God has done. And if that would, if God only let the Jews come out of Egypt, that, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But then he did this, right? Yeah. Okay. So I've appropriated this idea to I be like, Dainu, like when something happens, that would be enough. And, I, right. and I'm so grateful that that, even just that. Yeah. And then one more thing happened. Yeah. And that was great. So um, I'm having the Dainu moment. Yeah. like. Now I can relax. I've got a good picture. Yeah. I have a picture that I think will will make me happy that if, and I show her and she thinks this is great. Keep going. Keep yeah. going, you yeah. know. And and then what's starting to happen is I'm like I can I can totally feel my attraction. Yeah. Like there really is 
there's no way to pretend that you're not attracted to a person right. who you're seeing beautifully here. Right. And uh, I really want them to look beautiful. Yeah. I want the pictures to be, to almost feel like they cross into romantic. Yeah. And that's not, you know, when I look at um, boudoir photography that people do or nude photography, mm -hmm. it, it it often feels like on the like superficial, right? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of women have issues that they're being, uh, you know, objectified. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I can't argue with that. The, the act of photography objectifies all kinds of things. Like that's what photography is Quite doing, is yes. turning things into objects. Uh, so it has to be a willing collaboration that someone wants, like, you know, why don't you put faces in your pictures? Like, well, I don't know, no one I shoot wants their face in the picture. Yeah. Like, well, I think that <laughs> changes it. Having this like sensuality or this emotion or this something, it just evokes like an, an energy because they're nude I would say very often it could be like a sort of you know it is a sexual energy but at the same time it's it's a beauty energy and like whether you're falling in love with this moment that you're capturing or if you're a landscape photographer and you're falling in love with like the mountain or in in this case it is like the model it's not I don't think it's I mean I don't think it's creepy I think it's like you have to that has to be part of the process you have to fall in love with this thing that you are taking a picture of that you're trying to capture its beauty. What is the Greek myth of the artist who creates some sculpture and falls in love with the sculpture? Um, well, there's... Uh, it's the not one Narcissus. Falls, it's, the Narcissus is the one who falls in love with himself. He falls in love with falls himself. into the river. Because, right. Um, but there's know. someone else who created... Uh, I'll look it up. Or maybe I'll put it in the show notes. But that's... It feels narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Like when I see how beautiful... It's not just that this person is beautiful because everybody looks great. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I, you can put almost anyone in front of me and I will find the way that it makes it beautiful for me. Right. And Well, that's actually a really lovely thought. I mean, just saying that, it's like everybody is a sculpture. Everybody is beautiful that you can find... I don't know. Doesn't that feel I, trite? I'm like I feel like every photographer says that that everybody is beautiful. But of course, if you look at the people I'm shooting, they're all they are beautiful. They're yeah. you know I don't think that they represent any kind of distribution of women's what women look like, both ethnically or physically, in any capacity. They're just friends, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not trying to represent anything other than shooting my friends in this sort of beautiful way. But I see them beautifully, no matter. So many of the people I shoot. No, no one sees themselves that like that way. I mean, maybe sometimes they feel beautiful, but usually everyone is very self-critical of their bodies and how oh, they absolutely. look. So I look I, at I mean, them. I think like everybody's interesting. You just have to ask the right questions. Okay. And so for for yeah. you know taking that sort of interview approach to photography, it's like everybody has beauty. Yes. Maybe not everybody is beautiful. That is trite. But okay. everybody has beauty. It does. And I think my role, the, my interest in this activity, at least in part, is like seeing, showing people how beautiful they are to me. That's all yeah. I can do is show yeah. how I see you beautifully. And, I love but, that. But implicit in that, and that I'm, I'm sort of loath to say it out loud, but like I, I absolutely fall in love with every single human being who gets in front of me. Yeah. I've never had anyone who would take off their clothes and say photograph me who after an hour 
I'm not madly in love with. Right. It just happened. They're, well, they're making themselves so vulnerable. Exactly. You're oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a dating questionnaire or something like you can make someone you find out if they're right for you or make them fall in love with you just by asking these ten questions or something? I don't know. What have you been reading? I, I don't know. I saw a it seventeen some, quiz. I yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but there was something about like looking into people's eyes and it would like you can't. I don't know what I'm the story so is. Curious. I'll find what this thing is, what I'm also trying to remember. Show notes. Sculpture. Sculpture. And 17 questionnaires. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something. So when someone makes themselves so unbelievably vulnerable to you and yeah. trusts you that much, you cannot help but have this huge chemical thing happen. And so that's what was happening because she was coming in so trusting, even when you weren't trusting yourself, she right. was trusting she you. She was trusting me and the pictures were starting to come out good. So I was building, so I, I could feel that it was working. Yeah. And, and literally by the end of it, it's like, I, oh my God, I, I, these are the greatest pictures I've ever taken. I'm madly in love. Like this when is what happens. Stop, how do you stop taking, I mean, the light's gone. The light's gone. That's, that's how it. you stop. Okay. It's like great to have a natural end. And, and then she goes home and then I sit and work on the pictures for another bunch of hours. Right. I mean, it's hours ago. I, I try not to shoot so much that it takes that long. Right. I know which pictures I want to see if they worked out. And sometimes I've shot a few that are similar that I'm trying to find the, the right little nuance part of it. Right. But immediately, and I'm impressed that like, wow, there's six pictures here that could have been taken of different models on different days practically. Wow. And I'm just so surprised that they all came out of one person on one shoot and and the magic that was created is palpable like it really is great and then now it's been a couple of weeks and and it absolutely dissipates it, you can completely feel that rise and fall of chemistry yeah you know well and so i mean like improv there's the rule of yes and and mm -hmm. you just roll with it no matter what even if it's a joke that you know falls a little flat you you don't harp on it you just kind of keep going keep right. going no matter what the suggestion yes and i'm going with it um is that true? Is that true in a in a shoot then as well, where it's like the moment you say, "Oh no, don't do that," then it kind of makes everyone self conscious? Or do you, have you had that experience? I have, and I will say, "No, don't do that." Or mm -hmm. I'll, I I have said, "Oh, sit and face the other way on the sofa and mm -hmm. lie there. Let me. I'm going to shoot it like this." And then I stand there, and I realize I'm not taking any pictures because I'm looking through the lens and I'm thinking. Well, it doesn't work. That's not right. Yeah. And I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. Okay. And it doesn't I'll be like, oh, that, is, oh, that wasn't, that's not yeah. right. No, yeah. let's, let, no, 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 go back to where you were. That was yeah. better. Stand over there. Oh my God. Look at what's going on there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on wait, wait, wait. Let me get my camera. Yeah. You know, like there's sort of that, um, they just need to move around yeah. and be really comfortable. It's like, let's get a drink. Let's go yeah. to the kitchen right. and get some water yeah. or why don't you sit down and have a break and have a glass of water yeah. and I'm going to mill around the living room looking at right. the lights and think, huh, I wonder if I, I've never shot from over here. Like there's only so many, I like the constraints. I'm stuck in this room. Yeah. There's not very many places to go. You really have to work hard right. to come up with something that surprises you. Well, and I think also you said it in the beginning, but you've shot hundreds of pictures not thousands of pictures in this room mm -hmm. and so you know every inch of it you know what it's like what it can do and, and then so to be surprised by can i be something. surprised six years later so last night and this is literally what i did last night yeah i wondered if i could look through six years of shooting in the living room oh wow of the of my friends and 
And if I look at like my best pictures across all of those, I mean, remember, there's no difference in the room or it's just the light and the right, person. Right. How different are these pictures going to look? Are they, are they as good as I thought? And do they stand the test of time or do they get kind of boring? And what did you find? Oh, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe that it, like, and I tell myself I will stop the minute they're get, that I'm in, in kind of a, a routine. Right. Like, okay, sit on the sofa, do this thing, put your hand on your head. Mm-hmm. Like, the minute I feel myself doing that or I look at pictures from a session and I think, that's yeah, the same as the one I did like a year ago. Yeah. Like that's, they look like the same pictures. It's right. just a body without a, you know, yeah. this, since you don't have the face, like how different are people's bodies? How right. different is the light? How, you know? Uh, and so I promise myself I'll quit if I am getting bored with this. I'm not doing it for any other reason than right. seeing if I can creatively push myself. And yet, so here I did, you know, a shoot last week and I'm still very happy. I think I'm going to make a, like a book of just the part, call it Sonoma Street, and yeah. just do a book of the best pictures from Sonoma Street, That's where nothing idea. is different but the light and the person. <laughs> I love it. I'll try that. I don't know. Another I, project for the to do. It's, it's on my to do <laughs> list. <laughs> no, I quite like that. So, I mean, taking. I mean, I. I know I warned you. I had an agenda. I yeah, really you do wanted have an to. Agenda. Okay. But I just. I was. I was really curious and getting down to kind of the the brass tacks of what is that interaction like. What is how do you actually go through the experience of the day? I think it's really interesting for other people to hear about because it's, you know, very often it's this unknown and how would you do it? How, how do you feel comfortable? And it's, there's so much, there's so much that you're already like not saying that we can't go into every single mm-hmm. detail and breath. And But it's very much like said. street photography. I mean, yeah. the practice, I came to it late in life. I mean, mm-hmm. I only started at 50 to even try this, but I'd been shooting for a long time. So, there was a, years of practice of just walking down the street, seeing something and getting it. Yeah. Right? Noticing the light, noticing something. It's easy, you know, I, I like abstractions, mm-hmm. you know? And I've noticed it's, it's easy to be abstract when you're up close to something. Mm-hmm. You know, someone gets a micro picture of anything. Remember those things in backs of magazines sometimes, like, guess what this is? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it is not work to be abstract and surreal at, at some unusual close-up point as you get back farther it's very hard to do abstractions that's one mm. of the cool things about ansel adams and and harry callahan where they are just doing straight photography but they can be very abstract even though they're at a normal distance they're seeing things abstractly right. and that's a good kind of practice to get so my work certainly for nudes when you're close up uh, my mom called me the other day. She's like, I don't like the close-ups. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know if I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I, and I get, but she likes the one they're farther away where right. you can kind of see the environment. And so I'm always practicing moving around between sort of so abstract it's not that interesting. Right. Or like I want it to feel sexy or sexual but you're really just looking at someone's hand. Right. You know. I think it's like making sure that there's the life, the movement, the emotion into whether it's the you know, the back of a palm that is arching or it's a, a shoulder, you know, crested in light. I think that there's, you want to make sure that there's life to it. And sometimes, yes, if you do go too close, it's, I'm sure there's a heartbeat behind it, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what, what Yeah, and maybe it's not, 
I think my earlier photography, uh, like, and if you looked at the book of stuff from Sonoma Street, right. you'd see the early stuff which is, is being published right now. Which is, yes, available on <laughs> Kickstarter tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'll make a Kickstarter for it tomorrow. Um, uh, the early stuff was more close up and abstract. You weren't sure what you were looking at, and it, and it can make you uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I should look very closely yeah. at that image. I think I've gotten better at stepping back, but I also felt like that's going to be harder to... Harder to do both anonymously and mm-hmm. and all that. Um, what, what was the point? Oh, so there was a you know, there was a moment where she's lying on the sofa and she's resting and I'm resting, mm-hmm. and her hands on the ground and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Just I said, just move your hand on the ground and she couldn't do it naturally. Yeah, like I saw her doing it before I said anything. Right, but then once I said, oh, that's what I want to get. I want your hand just falling. I just want you... And she couldn't do it again. And I had to just kind of leave her there for a while and kind of not be taking pictures until she was bored. Yeah. And then I got... wait you out. And then I got... And then I kind of broke down her resistance to... So then she she was finally able to just like... Well, she just like... Her hand was there and... um, I, again, it's a surreal thing. A photograph is such a fraction of a second. It's just an instant that you can get the way someone's hand is. You know, like that might be, you know, I'm hanging my hand here mm-hmm. where it's hanging naturally. But if I do that, of course, it seems stiff. Right. How can I get your body to be that and yeah. not that? Right. Right. I can't describe what I just did. No, no, no. So basically, Ruben is, is dangling his his hand. Yes. Um, his fingers are dangling from his wrist, and he's sort of letting them go limp and really relaxed. And then the contrast is very rigid near jazz hands. Right, and jazz so holding your hand out in a in a position that's forced. And yeah, right. and you can see that it's forced. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very interested in those naturalistic positions. I often wonder. I don't know if I really want to talk about this. Photo camera. When I'm looking at his nudes. Mm-hmm. I don't get the feeling often that the models are in a naturalistic state. He's put them in a very particular thing. And so that would make him more of the director type back when we were talking about, like, he wants that to be controlled. And I'm much more interested in just, like, assume a position that feels natural for your body. Right. And then see if I can catch you feeling relaxed into that position where it doesn't look forced it yeah looks i mean natural. for his his photos there i feel like he really leans into this sort of like dancerly moment where it's like they're dancing so. with the landscape and so you want that sort of um that like grace that precision that grace holds, that's what he's got it's, yeah it's very light and it looks it's sort of it's not effortless but like a great ballerina it is like a it great ballerina yeah. um whereas i think you have this uh, it's almost like this raw sort of um, raw movement, raw sensuality, where it's it's beautiful, but it's not necessarily. It's more like instead of um, okay, I'm sitting here as I'm kind of like you know pushing my shoulders back mm-hmm. and like tilting my posing. my jaw out, uh-huh. like sort of posing and looking, versus something that's more like you know just like collapsed or mm-hmm. you know yeah, just like more raw. I mean, the other instruction I give people is that I maybe I've said this before. Th- it needs to feel intimate. Right. It's like a, uh, they need to feel like they're home and that they're not being watched and they're mm-hmm. just with their partner, whoever is allowed to be around in that space without them feeling self-conscious. Right. And just go about your day. Get get some water, read a book, whatever you would do. But, and, and maybe you're not nude. Maybe you're in a T-shirt. Maybe, right. you're, maybe you're dressed. It doesn't matter. The, the point is that you're just home and... 
the pictures are going to be sexy because they feel intimate because you feel so comfortable that's so comfortable so it's i mean what are your, your your big takeaways of this i mean it's like comfort comfort is home trust trust and kind of this improv you know yes and improv yes and yeah i think that's probably about right and you know we've talked in other episodes setting up that trust and environment is uh, there's a lot of ways to do it right I, I try to be incredibly clear that like i'm gonna do my best not to be creepy <laughs> you know i'm gonna uh, you're not gonna be touched right and so you can act out anyway right. you can pretend like you live here right and the pictures will reflect that if as long as you feel like you're in an alien space and you don't know this guy right. both of which are true right the pictures will be stiff in some way. It's interesting. Pretend like you live here. I think that's actually a great kind of just concept Direction. to throw out or construct, I guess, to, mm -hmm. to help people just feel comfortable. I mean, it's almost like pretend like you like me. Right. <laughs> pretend like you think that, you know, I mean, seriously, right. yeah. which is why when I get those feelings of love, right. I I have to understand, you know, intellectually, my, my frontal cortex is right. saying, of course, like she's acting, like right. this is acting and it's perfect. That's what you need this to be. Right. But I need to feel like it's real or the pictures don't feel real. No. I and think I think the pictures do feel kind of real, yeah. even though it's a, a fiction. Right. You know? Um, so it's fun. And I think the pictures are better when they're closer friends mm -hmm. who really are. Well, there's, there's friendly love you know it is a kind of a friendly thing and they n trust that I'm going to make them look great right. and uh, and so the the friends who I've shot repeatedly mm -hmm. I do think those pictures get better do you think you'll shoot her again oh I hope so <laughs> you know I, I don't know <laughs> yeah um, you, you just never know and um, but it would be different another time right and there's even more stress for me like, oh my God, we crushed it the last shoot. Like, I don't know that you want to follow that up. Like, I think you just quit <laughs> you just while you're ahead. Like, what are we going to do now? Where you do can't. We go? You go, all I can think of is like, we got to shoot at sunrise. We right. got to shoot at a different time of day. So right. there's no chance of me relying on the same kind yeah. of lighting. Or different location or whatever it is. Yeah, but of course, you're making it easy if you go to a different location. I see. And I like, I'm not trying to make it easy I, I have shot you know I, I told you I shot a friend of mine at the beach one day and right. I'm in the woods and like I will go to other places to shoot but the real work for me the fun and the challenge is to be in the stupid apartment where yeah. it's like the crappy blinds it's not nice Sonoma it's Sonoma Street it's just Sonoma Street you know <laughs> and that's what you get when you're in Sonoma Street so anyway. all right well Thank you for indulging I hope, zero. I are we going to really run this shoot? episode? I don't know. I found it fascinating. Okay. I really, I really well, liked it. You're the judge. Um, I'm the judge. <laughs> I'm the judge and the jury. You are. Uh, well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to my Inquisition of Ruben. Um, <laughs> our show was recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Leave reviews and ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.